Hello, you're tuned to Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond, contemporary conversations where stories, science, traditions and new ideas meet. Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond. It's about family, connected parenting, celebrating your amazing body, connection with your community and finding your truth. Our show is coming to you from the studios of Bay FM in Byron Bay and is broadcasting across Australia on the Community Radio Network and globally via our podcast at pbbmedia.org. We've got a wonderful show in store for you. Um, in this episode of Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond, we're speaking with Dr. Marion Rose, who's passionate about supporting mothers and babies. Marion's unique methods have helped thousands of families in feeling more connected, compassionate, present, and loving in their relationships. Supporting women to reconnect with their true loving nature as a mother and supporting mothers in helping their child stay connected with their connected, compassionate, and cooperative self formed the bedrock of her work. Marin has a 30-year background in developmental psychology and psychospiritual psychotherapy with a PhD from Cambridge University. She has been a university research fellow in infant development and has taught the therapeutic relationship to MA students. Through her work, she has been supporting mothers with pregnancy, birth and parenting since 2001 and becoming an aware parenting instructor in 2005. Marin has two children, a 16-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son, and also co-parents with her partner and um, her partner's partner <laughs> with other children. So you have a lot of loving care for children in your own life. It's honoring that. Welcome. Welcome to Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond. Welcome to Marion Rose, who's in the studio today, and Kira Lee as well, a beautiful friend joining us, connecting with Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond. We're interviewing the most beautifully profound Marion Rose, and we're so delighted to have you on the show today, Marion. I, I cannot tell you excitement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Annalie. I'm so excited and joyful to be here. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Wow, your work is so inspiring and prolific, and I know you've helped so many families across the world, thousands and thousands of families, in fact, and I, I, I see it through your work, I see it through people's responses to your work, and I'm so wonderfully um, feel privileged to share your work here on our show today. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to talk a little bit about mothers, your work with mothers and, yes. and what you found working with thousands of mothers over the years, what you found is really common, what are the common things that come up for mothers? Yes. Work, yeah. Well, most of the mothers that get drawn to my work, I would say all, are really wanting to parent in compassionate ways with their children. So they're wanting to meet their child's needs, to listen to their child's feelings and to, pun uh, to parent without punishments and rewards, you know, in these new paradigm ways. And um, what I found along the way is they were doing these beautiful things with their children, aiming to, but still n not listening to their own needs, <laughs> judging their own feelings. And also, you know, I call it hitting themselves with emotional sticks. So punishing themselves, feeling guilty, feeling, you know, doing all that inner judgment stuff. So. What I became passionate about was not only helping them with the parenting, but doing that, that, that inner shift, which parenting really invites us to do, is not only making a difference with our children, but actually 
going on that amazing psycho-spiritual journey that being a parent, being a mother invites us to do, which is actually becoming loving of our own needs and compassionate with our own feelings and actually getting free from those old-fashioned um, inner punishments. Yeah, that's such a powerful journey, I think, for every mother, for every person when they're parenting. And just particularly for mothers, we yeah. have so much... Um, these ideas about ourselves and how we need to be and how yes. we're expected to be and what we want to be and what we see others being and yes. and what does that mean about us and there's just so much going on from really from when we get pregnant it suddenly becomes so the whole world is opened up to us around even more of this that, yes. you know we feel that probably weight of you know as kids it starts as children how we yes. need to behave and what yes. we need to do and how we need to be <laughs> yes doesn't it and then when we become mothers it's such a strong journey in in, in that regard with all of the information that everybody wants to give us and the <laughs> advice the non-stop advice and the yes. stuff that we're exposed to from different ways and yeah yes. how, how do we how do we cope with these things how do we become aware of them even just to mm. begin with what's influencing the way we're thinking yes yeah. yeah, and I really see that as uh, you're probably seeing in my work now as I'm increasingly seeing this as a cultural thing and actually a political mm. thing is that so many of the ways that we um, in the past we have been responded to as children most of us in this western culture and then all those things that show up when we become mothers are actually cultural constructs the judgment, the shaming, the coercion, the punishment all of those things are actually cultural not um you know, it not inbuilt, not things that we're actually born with. So I think often parenting can be this amazing invitation to see to really increasingly listen into ourselves. And, you know, for example, all the, as you say, there's so much information. What do I do with my baby? And la 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 is really um, increasingly listening to ourselves and listening to what resonates for me. So there's all this information out here what resonates with me so we're actually really increasing that inner authority that we have by yes taking information but but by listening to ourselves and and really going with that yeah that's so potent that such a shift and you might think a minor shift but actually it's a potent profound, shift yes, profound yeah. it changes the whole way we perceive the world around us and the whole way we interact with the world when we're coming from an inner discussion that inner referencing yes. and so I know you have this beautiful process called the inner loving mother process can yes. you tell us a bit about that yes <laughs> well it really came about through that is really seeing that how we respond to ourselves what I always say is that what was external becomes internal so how we were responded to as children by our mothers but also by our culture teachers becomes what we internalize so how our needs were responded to how our feelings were responded to how our behaviors was responding to how our interests preferences callings were responded to often becomes how we then learn to respond to ourselves and that really shows up in mothering you know how whether we're honoring our needs or not what we're doing around our feelings what what do we do to ourselves if we act in ways that we don't want to act with our children and that's the opportunity to actually um, develop our own inner loving mother so that the inner loving mother for me is like the the divine mother within who's unconditionally loving who loves all of our needs without question as if we we're a newborn baby who who can be with every feeling every and any feeling it doesn't matter what it is whether it's the deepest sadness grief um, rage uh, terror delight excitement she can be with all of it um, when we behave in ways that we don't want to rather than 
than hitting ourselves with those harsh sticks, she can listen compassionately to what was actually really going on for us that caused that behavior. And she also helps us really listen to what we're called to do, what you know, what our heart wants us to, to do in the world. And it really is possible then to change what we basically internalized, these internalized relationships with this deeply, unconditionally loving in a loving mother who can meet us wherever we're at with unconditional love. This is um, the Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond show. You're listening to the beautiful Marin Rose on motherhood, compassionate motherhood, connecting with yourself as a mother and and being in motherhood and how that all pans out. Marion, I wanted to really get into what are some of the tools that our listeners can access right now to support them in connecting with their inner loving nature? Well, one of the ways I like to think of it is that since our true nature is love, and as we were talking about before in the last segment, that what uh, the harshness that we that we have is often internalized. So one way to to actually hack our true loving nature is how would we respond to our best friend mm. if they were in this position? Or the other thing I usually say is if your child was in this position at the age you are now and you were the the grandmother what would you say then that's a really simple way of actually hacking into the to the true love that you are how you would naturally respond and then just doing that little 180 degree turn and see how it would be to respond like that to yourself or if it's to someone else you know to someone else that's such a powerful little trick, isn't it? Yes. Because it, it's so hard sometimes to access that compassion for ourselves. I mean, I, I wonder why that is. But that, That's, I believe, because we've internalized all these cultural mm. things that actually are not us. The, cult, the harshness, the ignoring, all that stuff is not actually who we really are. It's just culturally inherited. Yeah, I call it the, yeah. well, I got it from Marshall Rosenberg, who invented nonviolent communication, mm. the, the domination culture. So we've mm. lived in that for more than 2,000 years, which was basically that there's harshness and punishment and the belief that our true nature is bad and mm. we need to be coerced and punished into being loving. And this paradigm is that our true nature is loving. <laughs> and actually, to be more loving, we just need to actually find, you know, really get into the source of what helps us um, respond from that lovingness and what gets mm. in the way of us being loving yeah that would that's such an interesting question what does get in the way yes <laughs> well I usually think there are three things for ourselves and our children so one it, well the three things are what we're thinking what we're needing and what we're feeling so what we're thinking would be um, usually again inherited harsh thoughts harsh ways of thinking that gets in the way of the true love that we are um, the second one is unmet needs so as you know I'm sure you've experienced that I have myself if particularly as mothers if we have chronically unmet needs particularly for support or for sleep or uh, for for choice and autonomy those are the times where we're liable to respond in ways that we don't want to to our children so do you see if we then bash ourselves with the guilt stick it actually doesn't address the source of the behavior which is our unmet needs and then the third thing is our feelings so often our own um, painful feelings from our own childhood will show up as mothers to come up to be heard and healed and when we're in, in when those are bubbling up again it's hard to be in our true compassionate nature because we're in the five-year-old part of us who's feeling outraged or frustrated or sad or I love I love that aspect of the um, all of those are so powerful when we can when we can connect with them and especially yes. the ones of the unmet needs it's yes. so relevant and yes. 
you know, it comes up a lot for mothers when we haven't slept exactly. enough, if we haven't eaten ourselves, if we've fed our kids but haven't eaten. Yes. Um, that, hap- that can happen to me sometimes because we, of- we will often eat together, but sometimes I'm just making them something to eat, but I haven't yet eaten myself. And yes. I, you know, and I can respond sometimes in, in a sense, feeling like very uh, impatient. And when I'm like, oh, hang on, I just haven't eaten. Yes, exactly. Very <laughs> and simple. And I sit down and eat yes. something and then I'm a different person. Yes. But, you know, the times when I haven't paid attention to that, then I've yes. gone on to maybe yell or, or say something I didn't want to say or whatever. And then I feel guilty and I, you know, that's yes. it's hitting myself with yes. that guilt stick. Why did I behave in that way? And I didn't really yes. mean it and that kind of thing. I mean, what are some other good examples that we can give? Yes. Well, so that example really is the same. You know, it's just as, as punishment is a, and shame for children does not work. It's so old-fashioned, outdated. And neither, the same with guilt. Guilt and any kind of self-punishment is outdated. It doesn't work because, as you know, um, I remember when I used to feel guilty. I don't ever feel guilty anymore, but when I used to, after I'd done something to my children, I was then so consumed with this guilt that I was less present. So I was less present to be able to repair, to listen to how that was for them. Guilt is not actually effective, it's outdated, and we actually can get free from it as mothers. Yeah, I think this aspect of guilt is such an important one to talk about because it's yes. partially how we run the world. Yes. We run it the, you know, through religion, through, um, yes. through social constraints, through yeah. structures and, and um, government, I mean, we're we're using it as a tool yes. to as a very ineffective tool to yes. try and uh, um, force people to behave in exactly. a certain way. It's but coercion and punishment, yeah, and it coerc- doesn't work. It doesn't and work. It's a societal construct. It isn't actually babies are not mm. born feeling guilty. Mm. It's actually a social construct that we learn yeah. by these ways of thinking about yeah. ourselves. So we, and we can get free from it, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so passionate about this as mothers. When we get free from ourselves, and only is that a gift to ourselves, it's a gift for our children, mm. but it's also a, a political act because we're actually changing the culture we live in. We're saying, I'm not willing to coerce myself and punish myself. Mm. I'm willing to find out what gets in the way of me being loving and be mm. compassionate there so that I can actually change my behavior. And that's the, the you know how we really change as human beings, mm. not through coercion and punishment. I love it. It's so good. It's a big, big thing. And, and I think probably for some listeners, it's it's a strong statement to make. I won't feel guilty yes. anymore. Yeah. And I, more than that, I don't feel guilty anymore. Yes. Yeah. And that's a really powerful thing. And, and when if we feel uncomfortable with that, we can have a look. We can have a look yes. what's making us feel uncomfortable. What yes. exactly is it? Is it... Well, because often I think, you know, when we were children, we're growing up in this culture. No, no, I'm not judging our parents. They grew up in this culture is that we were taught we needed to be punished. It was for our own good. And Mm. if we weren't punished, we would be selfish and um, we wouldn't care about others and we'd be unloving. Mm. So I think there's that internalized fear that if we got free from guilt as mothers, we would just lie on the sofa all day watching Netflix, eating raw chocolates because we're (laughs) in the Byron Shire um, (laughs) and we wouldn't care about the needs of our children because not really trusting that we are, our true nature is love and will. We want to be loving. You know, when we, and if you think about it, the times where you feel most joy in your life is when you contribute to your children or to someone else from a place of love. Isn't that the most wonderful thing? That's who we really are. And that's, you know, so it's helping us listen to, uh, ah, you know, can I really believe that if I didn't guilt myself that I would actually be more loving and more compassionate, I would have more to give to my children and to my friends and to the world. 
so much more present in the moment as yes. well. I was just experiencing a very slight, as you were talking, ah, a, a thought come up. Yes. And and about something that happened this morning. Yes. Where I, I'm, you know, I have, I'm running a class this morning and uh, my friend is running it, but we co-run the class and she's running it this morning and normally I'm there to Amazing support work her. that you're doing. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. And yeah, and I feel so passionate and I love that work. And yes. But I'm so... I feel this is where I'm meant to be in this very moment. I know yes. it with my whole body. Yes. It, it feels, yeah, I'm here. Yes. But I had that feeling, and she's totally fine over there, but yes. that feeling came up, oh, I should have yes. been there. And yeah. But then I was like, wait, but I, if I, even if feeling that feeling in this moment comes up, I can't really be here with you. And yes. I'm saying a full yes to being here, which yes. in- incorporates everything. Yes that I am in this moment. Yes. I'm saying yes to myself, yes, yes to my deeper knowing, yes, yes to my inner knowing. And everything makes it so much more, isn't it? It's just yes. there's so much more love and joy to be able to say that and acknowledge that within. Yes. I just felt that huge flood of joy I when that. I was like, yes, I hear you, but I'm also yes. so saying yes to being here. Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I offer, because what it's I see so doing is the two steps is yep. to get free from guilt afterwards. So there's guilt beforehand, mm. which is coercion, but there's guilt after an action mm. or non-action. And we can do the two things that you said, which is really um, we, can, we can mourn which might be, oh, I'm, you know, I f- yes, I feel mm. sad that I'm not there because I love that group, and yeah. no, you know, I feel sad that I spoke to my child in that way because mm. I really value care for them, deep care. We can mourn, which is a true flowing feeling that we can feel, because mm. we we acted in a, some way that didn't fit with our values. That wasn't so much with yours. Um, and then the second thing is, but we can look at why. Why did we act in that way? Yeah. So for your example, is because you're making a choice to be here, yeah. and f- in parenting, it's often because of those three things oh mm. my god it's i actually acted in that way because i was so tired or i just didn't have enough sleep or i haven't had enough support or i've got these big feelings showing up from the little me or i'm telling myself harsh things mm. so we actually look at the source of the behavior and, and then we can remedy that we don't need to feel guilty <laughs> we can be compassionate and we can make change without ever feeling guilty mm. and as you say then we're more present and loving and it's, it's more wonderful <laughs> You're listening to Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond, contemporary conversations where stories, science, traditions and new ideas meet. For more information about this show, head to pbbmedia.org. <laughs> what I love about this approach is that everything that's relevant for parents is pretty much relevant for children. So I believe a child's true nature is lovingness and willingness. And as we were talking about how we respond to our feelings and needs and behaviours was internalised from what we experience in our family and culture, the same is happening for our children. How they respond to their needs and feelings and behaviours and callings and preferences are being um, created by how we respond to them and how the culture, the environment they grow up in. So we have such power as mothers in particular to really help them stay deeply connected to that lovingness and willingness. And I would say, again, looking at those three things, the, the, um, their needs, their feelings, and their, and their thoughts. So their needs would be you know, responding as much as we can with compassion for ourselves about how hard that can be <laughs> to their needs and valuing their needs and being compassionate when, we're, when we perhaps don't meet their needs, being compassionate with ourselves and them. Um, listening to their feelings as much as we possibly can from within our own constraints 
and really being aware of what we're what we're telling them how the words we're using because they're going to be internalizing that as the way they think about themselves so we have such power as mothers and that's what i really think our culture has peddled the belief that mothers aren't powerful we are so powerful as mothers yes <laughs> we're shaping the next generation mm. which is why again it's a political thing is really yes. honoring and really changing mm. the culture is why i love what you're doing is really mm. honoring mothers and mm. honoring the powerful work that we're doing mm. the inner work and the, and the outer work and the inner work is as much you know being compassionate with mm. ourselves and all the ways w that we won't act in way in loving ways to our children over mm. their you know yeah. the time they live with us but, so it needs to be the inner and the outer but i know it can be quite tricky sometimes when we're in the moment yes, with children so sometimes tricky. we don't even <laughs> understand what they what they're saying or what they need yes. what their needs are they can't quite express yes. it in a way that that we that we would make us understand because exactly. they're children and they're yes. learning how to express their needs and yes. learning to understand them and we have mm. to be these kind of detective clue yes. <laughs> looking for clues yes. and so much involved in being a mother so and much. what are the tools that we can that you can offer through your work for mothers to help understand their children's or their child's needs yes. a bit more yeah. to help decipher it the code. Yeah. code. They decode. do speak in code so often. <laughs> I often think, again, it comes back to us first. The more we're doing our own inner work to become more compassionate with ourselves, to me, the more likely we're going to be able to, to actually go and meet them and connect because the first step's always like connecting, isn't it? Like that might be putting a hand on their shoulder or getting to their level or just taking one breath and connecting in so that we can connect with them and they feel that connection. To me, I think that can be everything that can transform any situation that piece and of course we need to be connected with ourselves to be able to do that and then I usually again you know I have this list of three you've probably seen me heard me mention it many times today is looking at so what might they be needing so children is often connection which is why that usually does the thing for choice and autonomy so you know really going through those basic needs I think often we think we tend to think they either it's either need thing or a thought thing so we'll give them information give them the thinky thing and we'll meet their needs and then we'll forget the third thing which is actually often the most common reason for children which is painful feelings it's really normal and natural for all children to feel painful feelings and often that is the cause of their behavior so when we actually get in and listen to the tears and the tantrums and listen to those big expressions of feelings that often actually brings them back to their true loving willing nature and and paradoxically because uh, in our culture we're so in the opposite of lovingness and willingness we're all about the opposite of love is disconnection so we're all about separation disconnection and coercion rather than and rather than choice and willingness is that it's really natural for all children anyway to have painful feelings around any kind of separation any kind of lack of choice for all babies and children to have upset feelings and I think we think if if we meet their needs and we give them the information and they're still upset or they're still or they're crying or they're having a tantrum or they're doing pretty much all the behaviors we find challenging as parents that's usually caused by unexpressed painful feelings that's all it is so the more as a culture we get to be more comfortable in our bodies with being with the the, the tears and the big expressions that is there's really natural as children and for us to reclaim to relearn from them how to really feel and how to express and how to release those feelings so that we actually come back to our true loving winning nature again 
So important. Conversation is so important around really listening because it's often the first thing that we, we're triggered by is our children's yes. tears yes. or their rage yes. or, or their tantrum. We're like, oh my God, this is happening or it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> like this whole kind of going out of our bodies and, and experience and we just want to fix it. Yes. And the fixing is like, Okay, here, here's the device, here's the food, here's this something. And, you know, just because we don't... Or look at the nice bird. Look at the, yeah, distraction. <laughs> yeah. The and, whole and culture is based on distraction and repression yes. of feelings. And it's the painful, unexpressed feelings mm. in our culture that cause most of the, the things that we do not enjoy mm. in our children, but also in ourselves. You know, that's what we're talking about. The reason for our mm. unenjoyable behavior is often because we have this this pain that we haven't yet learned to be loving with. I feel mm. deeply sad that in a loving mother, I, it, for me, she says to me, I love you however you feel. I love mm. all your feelings. I can be with you however you feel. I'm here with your deepest grief and your biggest mm. rage, and I'm going to be here with you. And for me, the more we can have that for ourselves, the more we can meet our mm. children in that place where they know whatever they feel, we're going to love them unconditionally. And that doesn't mean permissive parenting. That doesn't mean if they're, you know, if they're hitting, we want to lovingly stop the hitting, but we're going to be with everything they feel, and then they can be deeply connected with themselves. Both the, the, the repression and the impact of the imp- yes. repression, what happens later. I mean, yeah. we wonder why we have war and... And, and anger and, and stagnation. All the things. Yeah, all of these I, things. Unexpressed painful feelings and yes. unmet needs and coercion and punishment mm. and shame, all of that stuff. That's mm. all. We're yeah. not, our true nature is love and will. We naturally mm. want to be loving and willing to other beings, to mm. other humans, to other creatures, to our planet. That's who we really Including are. Including to ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So deeply Absolutely. to ourselves. And yes. when we're feeling upset, we just want to feel upset. And when we need to be alone, we yes. need to be alone. And that's totally okay. And I, I, my kids now come up and they'll say to me, I just need to be alone for a bit. They know because they've, they've had a big feeling or they've had a big moment or there's been a lot of people around or they've had a big day. Or I remember at the very beginning, I was like, oh, something's wrong. And See, like, that's no, the, judgment, the yeah. judgment that we've learned to believe. There's something mm. wrong with us. There's something wrong with the children. There's nothing mm. wrong with us and there's nothing yeah. wrong with our children. Yes. We're close to finishing. I want to hear from you, Marion. What's your vision? What is your... What, what do you see possible? What do you see possible for mothers, for families? I would like to, for all mothers to get free from inner coercion and inner punishment, to get free from guilt and harshness and comparison and to actually remember that we are love and we are loving willingness and to do that to whatever extent we, we have the capacity to and to see that that is going to have a massive impact, not only our children, our families, partners if we have them but the whole culture mm. because as we were talking about we, we live in this very old-fashioned domination culture so it's a it's a profoundly political act when you just even even if once a month you put down that guilt stick mm. and you listen compassionately to yourself that is a powerful act that you're making because yes. these things that we've internalized from our culture they are only automatic because we got subjected to them a lot of times. We can replace it with mm. the new the new loving, compassionate response. Mm. That becomes the new automatic. And you've probably heard me say, I used to be filled with guilt and shame, mm. self-judgment. I couldn't speak even. And I don't ever feel guilty and I don't hit myself with emotional sticks. And mm. my inner dialogue is deeply compassionate. Mm. And I share that because if I can do that, really anyone can do it. We really can change. We mm. really can. Is there something that you want to leave with our listeners? Is there? Uh, I would love to say, what would you more are you most longing to hear from someone else your your mother your father your partner mm. your friend your child 
what are the, what's the exact statement you're longing to hear and are you willing to say that to yourself? It's a beautiful prayer for self. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond. Tune in next week for more information and inspiration, bringing us full circle. You can find our show on iTunes, Spreaker, the usual social media under Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond and our website at pbbmedia.org.